0: Chapters 9 and 10 of Above Life's Turmoil. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Andrea Fiore. Above Life's Turmoil by James Allen. Chapter 9 Thought and Action. As the fruit to the tree and the water to the spring, so is action to thought. It does not come into manifestation suddenly and without a cause. It is the result of a long and silent growth the end of a hidden process which has long been gathering force the fruit of the tree and the water gushing from the rock are both the effect of a combination of natural processes in air and earth which have long worked together in secret to produce the phenomenon and the beautiful acts of enlightenment and the dark deeds of sin are both the ripened effects of trains of thought which have been harbored in the mind the sudden falling when greatly tempted into some grievous sin by one who was believed and who probably believed himself to stand firm is seen neither to be a sudden nor a causeless thing when the hidden processes of thought which led up to it are revealed the falling was merely the end the outworking, the finished result of what commenced in the mind probably years before. The man had allowed a wrong thought to enter his mind, and a second and a third time he had welcomed it, and allowed it to nestle in his heart. Gradually he became accustomed to it, and cherished and fondled and tended it, and so it grew, until at last it attained such strength and force. That it attracted to itself the opportunity which enabled it to burst forth and ripen into act as falls the stately building whose foundations have been gradually undermined by the action of water so at last falls the strong man who allows corrupt thoughts to creep into his mind and secretly undermine his character when it is seen that all sin and temptation are the natural outcome of the thoughts of the individual the way to overcome sin and temptation becomes plain and its achievement a near possibility and sooner or later a certain reality for if a man will admit cherish and brood upon thoughts that are pure and good those thoughts just as surely as the impure will grow and gather force and will at last attract to themselves opportunities which will enable them to ripen into act there is nothing hidden that shall not be revealed and every thought that is harbored in the mind must by virtue of the impelling force which is inherent in the universe at last blossom into act good or bad according to its nature the divine teacher and the sensualist are both the product of their own thoughts and have become what they are as the result of the seeds of thought which they have implanted are allowed to fall into the garden of the heart and have afterwards watered tended and cultivated let no man think he can overcome sin and temptation by wrestling with opportunity he can only overcome them by purifying his thoughts and if he will day by day in the silence of his soul and in the presence of his duties strenuously overcome all erroneous inclination and put in its place thoughts that are true and that will endure the light opportunity to do evil will give place to opportunity for accomplishing good for a man can only attract that to him which is in harmony with his nature and no temptation can gravitate to a man unless there is that in his heart which is capable of responding to it Guard well your thoughts, reader, for what you really are in your secret thoughts today, be it good or evil, you will, sooner or later, become an actual deed. He who unwearyingly guards the portals of his mind against the intrusion of sinful thoughts, and occupies himself with loving thoughts, with pure, strong, and beautiful thoughts, will, when the season of their ripening comes, Bring forth the fruits of gentle and holy deeds, and no temptation that can come against him shall find him unarmed or unprepared. Chapter 10 Your Mental Attitude As a being of thought, your dominant mental attitude will determine your conditions in life. It will also be the gauge of your knowledge and the measure of your attainment. The so-called limitations of your nature are the boundary lines of your thoughts. They are self-erected fences, and can be drawn to a narrower circle, extended to a wider, or be allowed to remain. You are the thinker of your thoughts, and as such you are the maker of yourself and condition. Thought is causal and creative, and appears in your character and life in the form of results. There are no accidents in your life both its harmonies and antagonisms are the responsive echoes of your thoughts a man thinks and his life appears if your dominant mental attitude is peaceable and lovable bliss and blessedness will follow you if it be resistant and hateful trouble and distress will cloud your pathway out of ill will will come grief and disaster out of good will healing and reparation you imagine your circumstances as being separate from yourself but they're intimately related to your thought world nothing appears without an adequate cause everything that happens is just nothing is faded everything is formed as you think you travel as you love you attract you are today where your thoughts have brought you you will be tomorrow where your thoughts take you you cannot escape the result of your thoughts but you can endure and learn can accept and be glad you will always come to the place where your love your most abiding and intense thought can receive its measure of gratification if your love be base you will come to a base place if it be beautiful you will come to a beautiful place you can alter your thoughts and so alter your condition strive to perceive the vastness and grandeur of your responsibility you are powerful not powerless you are as powerful to obey as you are to disobey as strong to be pure as to be impure as ready for wisdom as for ignorance you can learn what you will can remain as ignorant as you choose if you love knowledge you will obtain it if you love wisdom you will secure it if you love purity you will realize it all things await your acceptance and you choose by the thoughts which you will entertain a man remains ignorant because he loves ignorance and chooses ignorant thoughts a man becomes wise because he loves wisdom and chooses wise thoughts No man is hindered by another, he is only hindered by himself. No man suffers because of another, he suffers only because of himself. By the noble gateway of pure thought you can enter into the highest heaven. By the ignoble doorway of impure thought you can descend into the lowest hell. Your mental attitude towards others will faithfully react upon yourself and will manifest itself in every relation of your life every impure and selfish thought that you send out comes back to you in your circumstances in some form of suffering every pure and unselfish thought returns to you in some form of blessedness your circumstances are effects of which the cause is inward and invisible as the father mother of your thoughts you are the maker of your state and condition when you know yourself you will perceive that every event in your life is weighed in the faultless balance of equity when you understand the law within your mind you will cease to regard yourself as the impotent and blind tool of circumstances and will become the strong and seeing master end of chapters nine and ten Recording by Andrea Fiore